everywhere we move And everything we talk about be barreled in the truth Roll them out, roll it up And if there's doubt, then we hold it up To the written word and we pull it up That's a little bit of bourbon in our cup And along that narrow road we stroll We take our cares up to the Lord Then kick back with my boys and chew the fat about the world So relax, put up your feet With that stogie between your teeth Speak your mind and make your speech With every line full of grace and peace Yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Everywhere we move, we move, and everything we talk about be barreled in the truth. In the truth. Yeah. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be barreled in the truth. Yeah. Yo, welcome to the Barreled in Truth podcast. It is your boy, Satorio Smith. Satorio. Yo. I am the pastor of discipleship at Caris Church in Welford, South Carolina, and I am accompanied today with my brothers. The Bishop Chris Hall, y'all, who is the lead pastor of Caris Church, and we have Michael Yo. Gilbert, what up? who is the audio engineer of the Barrel and Truth podcast and of Caris Church. We are missing Devin because Devin don't like us. Uh, <laughs> that Joker, man, that, that man got so many uh, absences. I'm about to write him up. We got he, he about write to get him a referral, up. son. Written up. Nah, he had he he. Um, <laughs> He he had um, he kind of double booked himself by accident, um, so it happens. We are holding a fort now, and because of that, I want to go ahead and apologize to you all. We are going to um, take a pause freestyle. this week <laughs> from freestyle, our. We like the booth freestyle. Yeah, we're gonna kind of freestyle it today. We are gonna take a pause from our series that we started on lessons from saints of the Old Testament. Um, by the time this comes out, you will have heard the episode that we did on Abraham and Abraham. Sarah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, and when good we, it's episode. a really good episode. So when once all the guys are back together, we will talk about Isaac, and you know that'll be that episode will be a lot about Isaac and faith and the gospel mm-hmm. obedience. There's a lot of topics we can cover within that. So that's that'll be kind of what we do. And we'll be back on schedule. We promise y'all we'll be back on schedule. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. The next yeah. time. Well, actually. Yeah. It's probably going to be two weeks. Chris won't be here It's probably going to be two weeks. I won't be here next week. So, so y'all next do it week, it'll, it'll be something similar to what Stupid we're doing work. today. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we yeah. may or may not yeah, have a this, certain topic. I, we'll with, see. Well, yeah, with this series. What y'all should do is call me when y'all record. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Raleigh. Yeah, we could actually do that. We could, we could bleep to like, somebody in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so with this with this series, I kind of want to be intentional and make sure all of us are on every every topic for this series. So anytime all of us are not together, we'll probably cover something else. So tonight, we're kind of just going to freestyle. We're going to just let y'all in on just what's on our heart this week. Um, and with that being said, I am smoking on Ooh. a Placencia. It is one of my favorite sticks. What do you do to your cigars, bro? Dude, I don't know how that's that two weeks in a row. I don't know how that two happened. weeks in a row. That's what crazy. It's just a little real. I'll split it on. Yo, yeah. Sometimes that, that happens with the heat and the right, temperature. That's, that's two weeks in a row, bro. But look though, I just want to say that's two weeks but in a row. So, so so I looked it up. Sometimes this can happen depending on the temperature and Correct. all of that. Correct. Combining all that different stuff. So yeah, but I still. Yeah. I, I sometimes still I don't think the humidity's. <laughs> yeah, and my humidity. And, and like at Boda especially, there's a lot of cigars that do that nah, from Boda. for real. Yeah. Sometimes the humidity. Even Padrones the, will do that on me sometimes without get from Boda. Yeah. I ain't like, mad at them, but, no. you know. Sometimes they, the humidity is off. I think they, do, I think they need two hum- humidifiers. In yeah, there, I agree. 
So it's such a big humidor. Got a but, huge humidor. But anyway, so I digress. So that's what I'm smoking on. It's one of my favorite sticks, and courtesy of Michael, I am actually pouring right now as we speak. Y'all hear that? Yeah. The Godfather. That oh, yeah. is of bourbon. Taylor. I did Godfather. that when I poured mine too. <laughs> Small batch. That's the Godfather, bro. Courtesy of Michael. You want you want a little bit more? It's okay. I do. Yeah, Taylor on Elijah Craig. Look, I'm gonna be honest. It's probably not gonna see the light of day again for a little bit. <laughs> Bishop, what you smoking on? You look. You about to light up? I am finishing uh, the Gatekeeper by mm-hmm. Alec Bradley, one of my favorite cigars, and uh, one of the OGs for me. And uh, I'm about to light up the Tabernacle Goliath by Foundation. And I'm also, I just switched to the E.H. Taylor Small Batch by Michael. So okay. fr- from Michael. Not by Michael, but by it is Buffalo not by Trace. Me. By Buffalo Trace. <laughs> <laughs> this this rapper, mug, did you see what he did? You degenerate. I ain't gonna lie, I do that at home, but I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> but anyway. I'm, Get a room. E.H. Taylor degenerate. You, you <laughs> want me to let it run down the bottle? Hey. I don't want you to waste it at all. Uh, E.H. Taylor, small batch. So, uh, Michael, what you <laughs> sipping Great, on, player? Grateful to be here. Grateful I am also sipping on the E.H. Taylor, small batch. Lick the bottle. Look, you can say what you, you want. To. I ain't ashamed, bro. I ain't ashamed. Do your I ain't thing. Ashamed. Y'all, we're going we gonna to be cutting up a little bit on this one, y'all. I apologize in mm. advance and for my serious listeners out there. <laughs> I will throw a, a tiny shout out to Shitorio because I got it from his lady, which she loves me better than you now. Yeah, what's up with that? Let me let 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 me just let me just clarify some things. You gonna go by there and check her tomorrow, ain't you? you oh gonna, yeah. You gonna, you number one, her. number one, I crawled so Michael could run. Let's just be clear here. I, I look. Listen. He opened the door and I ran listen, through. Okay. Listen, so 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 the lady. <laughs> I ain't wasting opportunities out so here. So this lady at this store that I go to and that Michael goes to now, you know, she is very particular about her good bottles. Yeah. I opened up that door to these hooligans. <laughs> you know, I've never been there. But I've got <laughs> the bottle. I had sent Jess okay. to get you that bottle of Igor at that time. Oh, gotcha. She okay. did. So, you know, she, I, I worked up a relationship with her because I kept buying bottles. I built that relationship. I laid the freaking groundwork for you ungrateful heathens. Ungrateful. Well, I'm sorry. I've given you a pour of every bottle I know, that I've gotten I know. from I'm her. I'm just giving you a hard Try time. But, <laughs> but, hey, but listen. This Very is a, generous, Michael. This is a tip for all you um, bourbon lovers out there. You have to build a relationship with your local stores. Yeah. So yeah. what I, I, I bought at least 10 bottles from her. Before she started just like really like opening up to me and just like, hey, I got some stuff that I don't I don't keep out. And so now because of that, every time I go, she'll show me bottles that she doesn't have out on the counter. She mm-hmm. keeps it under the counter. So you ain't going in there like key sweat, are you? Nah. Nah. You know, Dude, she's you know met Sarah, man. She you. she okay. rock with the whole squad. I mean, Nicole. sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. She wants <laughs> too <laughs> much. She wants too much for that old fist though. She don't does. do it. Don't do it. Well, the reason but but eat but hey. Even that price is lower than what a lot of stores sell it for. So Agreed. we got we got to give her That's some we got to give her some credit for that. Look, but Devin knows a guy, so I'll, good. I'll give her credit because gonna, she did. Devin, we're gonna hit you up on hey, that. Hey, I she bet you if I ask her she how much gonna... she'll sell it for me, I bet you it won't be three hundred. Oh, he pulled the card on Ooh. you, bro. I bet you money it won't be. I want you to do that, I'm, and we're gonna reconvene, and we're gonna see what money. she said. Hey, I got you. I'm going. I'm going tomorrow. I got I got 20 bucks. <laughs> 20. Says it's the same price, bro. All right. We're going to see. Gamble here on Barrel and Truth. Because guess what? She told me to <laughs> She gamble. told me to look it up, and I said, oh, I'm not paying you know $600 for that. that. And she said, oh, no, we'll sell it for 
because it's you, we'll sell it to you for $300. Bro, and telling I was you, like, man. She rock with me. I bet, hey. Okay. Hey, 250 I'm calling 250 Okay. And I'll text y'all and give y'all the results. Yeah. Devin can get it cheaper than that, bro. Oh, that's try. Hey, but, but Devin delivering. You got to give the person that's delivering your bottles a super duper discount. That's true. But let's set some ground rules that you can't haggle with her, all right? That ain't how this works because I didn't yeah, sit there and Yeah, you got to roll up and say how much you sell me that for. I don't, I don't, I don't ever beg. Rumor has it that you have a bottle of Old Fitz because, eight year. Because she said she was on and the phone with her husband at the other store and said, hey, if he finds one and I get it, I'll hold it for her you. Her husband rocked with me not, too, though. If not, I got you. I'll get you what we hey, got. Her husband sold me the big pint bottle of Buffalo Trace for thirty dollars because he rocked with me because he knew I go to his wife's nice. store. Nice, I like it. But I he like got to build okay. those relationships though. Those yeah. relationships are important. Got to oh, build them. I ain't, I ain't saying that you didn't lay the groundwork. I'm just saying you open the door and I'm running through because hey, I don't miss an opportunity, of, brother. I'm proud of you. <laughs> My man got the EH Taylor. Look, man, brother. we all gotta eat, man. We all gotta. I ain't eat, mad bro. at it. It's room for everybody it's at room the table. For everybody at the table, man. It's room for everybody at the table. So. We kind of letting y'all in on how we kick, how we get down. So with that being said, you know, like I said, y'all, we're gonna freestyle it today. Um, we will get into Jesus and all those important things. Trust me, we will. We about to get there. How's everybody's week been? Insanely busy. Oh, bet. Let me rephrase the question. I'm gonna ask y'all a different question. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> what is Jesus doing in y'all's life this week? What is something that you guys are learning from Jesus Ooh. this week? I feel like that's a more intentional question. It is a more intentional question. Okay. So I shared this with the community group Tuesday and You didn't share it with us. About to, bro. <laughs> about to. So um I think it was last week, Shatorio, you and I were having a conversation on the phone and I had you on speakerphone. And so, my beautiful bride, Jess, I love you dearly and more than anything outside of Jesus. And she was there, and she began to participate in this conversation. We were talking about some church things. And um, a lot of times, I, I feel misunderstood. I really do. I'm just um, a soul's <laughs> intentions are good. I, you know, I feel because... My demeanor a lot of times is perceived as anger, and it's yeah. not anger at all, right. which we, we we might touch on anger. We on can. This, on we can go there. Because there's so many angry people in the world. Um, and there ha, there are times when I am angry, but there are times when I am when I am firm and passionate, and it's perceived as anger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, when we were when we were having our community group discussion Tuesday night, and we were talking about the ways that God has blessed us the last week or so. You know, just what what is God doing? How has he blessed you? Which is somewhat kind of parallel to what you're saying in terms of what, what Christ is teaching you and things like that. And so uh, I'm really grateful for the Good Shepherd. I'm really grateful for how he's patient with me. Amen. Uh, and continues to kind of help shape and mold me and uh, carry me when I need to be carried discipline me when i need to be disciplined and and love me when i need to be loved and and so that conversation shatoria you can speak to this um it was it was about church and what's going on at karis right yes it was and uh nothing nothing bad by any means nothing bad nothing bad but we were having a conversation and i was passionately (laughs) 
you no 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 see no 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 see you 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 see chris when when he is because chris loves ministry he loves people he loves the church so much and he cares about the souls of the people at cares church and he cares about their spiritual growth he cares about their commitment Mm -hmm. so when he gets to talking about these things there's passion behind it and so a lot of times especially when it's kind of a heated topic that Mm -hmm. we have to deal with because leaders don't avoid uncomfortable Mm -hmm. conversations correct correct it that passion comes out and it can come off as anger when it's really just you're passionate so you're it sounds like you're getting heated but you're just passionate about the vein that everybody talks about on the side of my head because i'm bald i'm bald i'm bald headed it's cold y'all pray for your bald headed friends um that thing will start throbbing. It'll just start bulging like a freaking anaconda on the side of my head. Oh, I can hear it through the phone. <laughs> I didn't even have to see. So, so in the in the middle of that, Jess, my beautiful bride, shout out the first lady who 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 knows me better than anyone um, outside of Jesus. She says, "Chris, you're yelling, and you need to stop." I heard her say it. You, you heard her say it. <laughs> now, in my mind, I wasn't yelling. I can yell, bro. Like, and, I, and and I'm like, you want me to show you yelling? I knew you wasn't yelling. Yeah, because me and you are so close. Right. It's been yeah, years, yeah, yeah. so I knew. I knew yeah. what type of time we're, you were talking. On. Almost like we're talking now. Yeah. Like I was. I was waving my hands. With you, preachers, man, preachers talk like that. I was waving my hands, <laughs> and I was getting. I was getting excited. I was passionate, and Jess was like, "Chris, you're yelling, and you need to stop." And Satorio is like, Chris? <laughs> I gently kind of tried to bring him back in, reel him back in a little reel bit. Reel me in a little bit. And so, listen, I'm just, I'm, listen to First Lady. I need you to calm down. It's not as bad as you think. you know. And so we, we were having a conversation. And so after that, after I hung up the phone with you, the conversation continued with Jess. I'm sure it did because Bro. I got I received a text message after <laughs> from the first she lady. She t- I, I forgot to tell you about that. Okay, so y'all talking about me. Okay, <laughs> she, she texted me. They she texted me. Look, 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 welcome to the club. Look, Bro, first, first lady texted me after that. It was like, thank you so much for that. I love you. <laughs> and I love that. Cause y'all tag team me, so okay, y'all got y'all tag team me. But what happened was, so after the after I hung up the phone with you, she said, "I need you to hear me." And so, bro, I'm standing there, stonewall. You're pissed off. At that point, I'm mad. I wasn't mad before, but now I'm mad. Don't, no, don't nothing make you more mad than somebody telling you you're mad when you're not mad. Exactly. Don't tell me I'm mad. You don't know like that. <laughs> but she so does. She so she told me I'm mad. So now I'm mad, and she's and she's just trying to lovingly and firmly, but gently tell me what she saw, and what she heard. And uh, you know, Scripture tells us in Ephesians not to go to bed angry. Ooh, that hurt. That hurt, bro. Ouch. Listen, Oof. I failed that night. I didn't go to bed like angry, angry, but I was just like stiff as a board, bro. It was like, we're not cuddling. Like, I'm still a little upset that you called me out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you called me out in front of my boy. Right? Uh, and so the next day, I text you and her because I slept on it. I got yeah. up that morning. God was speaking to me. Funny thing, I actually prayed for you that night after I know you did, and she did too. (laughs) And and again, I was not like deeply out of pocket or anything at all. Not at all. And so I felt like I was being misperceived. 
I felt like my passion was misconstrued as anger. Facts. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, and even and I even had my and my my Acts twenty nine assessors when I planted Imago Day Church when I went to boot camp in Louisville, Kentucky. You have to send them a sermon sample, and they they listen to the sermon and they critique you. And there were moments in that sermon where they felt like it's like Chris, you're like your demeanor. You, I felt like you were kind of hulking out, and it was you know I was like that's just passion. Like I'm not angry at anybody. I'm just preaching passionately and so a lot of times because of even at work or sometimes at church or my my face my facial expressions tell people that i'm angry my demeanor i'm boisterous you know i'm a i'm a fairly big guy I'm, i weigh close to 230 pounds and i lift weights and so anytime that i get kind of excited people or passionate people think that i'm angry yeah uh but anyway so i say all that to say this i'm really grateful for people in my life who are close to me who can dial me back um, and we all need that. And need who, who can like say, that. because your your voice and Jess's voice that night was needed for me. Unbeknownst to me, Jess made me go to the doctor. A little, uh, 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 what's today? Thursday? I think I went to the doctor Tuesday. I can't remember. But she had set me an appointment because she makes me go to the doctor for a physical twice a year to do mm-hmm. blood work and all this other stuff. Which is what you need. And what's, I had no idea. She said, so she texted me that morning. They left me a voicemail the day before that I never I never checked. <laughs> and so, and so she texted me that morning and says, don't, don't forget about your doctor's appointment. I'm like, I'm fine. What am I needing to go to the doctor for? And so... So and then she calls me later and says, "Hey, your appointment's in thirty minutes. What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm at work, so I end up having to go to the doctor's appointment. Well, I mean, also to me, my my blood pressure was really elevated, mm. um, which sometimes can make you a little edgy, a little testy, uh, just slightly, just a little bit. And um, I wasn't happy about being at the doctor. The mm. lady came in. The I don't know the first lady. I guess she's a nurse. I don't know what she does. Um, she bores me is what she does. Oh. <laughs> and she, she says, why are you here? And I said, I have no idea. You tell me. I was stoneholding everybody, her and the doctor. And so, so they checked my blood pressure. They checked it twice. And, the, and so they checked it the first time. And, and I said, well, that's a little elevated. I'll let the doctor. So the doctor comes in and sees the, sees the readings and says, your blood pressure is a little up. I'm going to check it again. I said, well, I don't, first of all, I don't like being here i don't like this it's a little all. up because i'm at the, at the hospital yeah because right. you're already tense. I'm, I'm here. already yeah. tense you're telling me a bunch of stuff that i need to do because of my age that i don't want to do i'm trying to get back to work i got people blowing up my phone while i'm here so anyway she checks it again and my blood pressure's up and so um i'm i say all that to say that i'm really grateful for people who know me who know me well and who will Dial me back when they feel like I need it, even though I don't think they're right yeah. in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a blessing to me. And and after I went to bed and I woke up really early the next day, and I'm getting ready for to you know I'm getting I'm throwing all my food in my big lunch bag and I'm getting Jess's coffee ready so that so it'll be ready when she wakes up in the morning. And those are <clears throat> those are the moments that. At, that God really deals with me, mm-hmm. and and I felt bad, you know. Although I didn't feel like I was deeply out of pocket, um, I did, I did feel a lot of gratitude. 
mm-hmm. I felt a lot of gratitude that God has put people in my life who 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 love me, yeah. who care about me, and who who don't mind calling me because that's going to be very important in the future of Karis Church where um, I don't know, this is not a shock to anybody, but I am just a deeply broken dude that Jesus saved and called to ministry. And there are going to be times where I am out of pocket and I'm going to desperately need good men in my life and 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 just to say, stop it. <laughs> Take a breath and calm down. It's not as big a deal as you're making it out to be. Yeah. In my mind, it was a big deal because, like you said, I'm passionate about the gospel taking root in people's lives. I'm passionate about community. I'm passionate about um, their devotion to Cares Church and Jesus. And it wasn't it, it wasn't personal. It wasn't yeah. anything. It was just we were having a conversation. And you know, when I have conversations about things that I'm passionate about, man, I can get lit. Y'all seen me go off on Austin about UFC? Yeah. Y'all seen me go off on like, bro, like if I'm if I'm like passionate about something, like I can go like AWOL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it could be it could really be perceived as anger. And sometimes it might be because there might be some anger there surfacing that I hadn't dealt with, which right. is a real problem for a lot of people. It is a real problem. So I'm really grateful because and what Jesus is teaching me, because I have such I have had such a tendency my entire life. I'll be 49 next week. We got to celebrate that. 49, bro. And I started going to church faithfully, consistently when I was nine years old. Nine years old. What a testimony. So 40 years I've been actively involved in church in some way, shape, or form with a few rough seasons and patches there. But overall, very consistent. And... um. What I'm, what I'm grateful for is that God has put people in my life to speak truth into me mm-hmm. and who, who know me, who know me well, who, who understand how I'm wired because I've had such a tendency going all the way back to where I was five, six, seven, eight years old, fighting everything alone. And God continues to remind me that's not good for you. You're not wired that way. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us to bear one another's burdens. Yeah. And I'm the first one to sign up to bear someone else's. But I'm the last one to sign up for someone else to bear mine. Mm, my, 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 my. I'm the last one to sign up for that oh one because I don't want to feel like a burden to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm the shepherd. I'm, I'm, I'm called to shepherd people. But God continues to remind me a lot of times how human and how weak I really am and, I, and that I need yeah. people in my life to help shoulder and bear the burdens that I face myself. Yep. And, and I, I'm really grateful for that. And that's why, you know, we talked about it the, the following day. That's why having a plurality of elders is very biblical and important. Mm-hmm. And having deacons is very important. 100%. So that's one of the things that God just, that's, a, that's, a, that's an example of God just being long-suffering with me. Yeah. Uh, being gracious with me and reminding me of how important other people are. And speaking truth into my life so that I can be better equipped to speak truth into other people's lives. 
Yeah, so you know, good. You're not built to do this alone, mm. which is something that I so preach good. to everyone else, but struggle to practice. Easy to preach, hard to do. It's mm. easy to preach and it's hard to do because I've been a, I got a tattoo devoted to that on my right inner bicep about fighting demons and fighting these inner demons alone. Like that's that's what I've always done, and God continues to chip away at. Y'all getting cold? And I'm good. You're good. God okay. continues to chip away at that. And remind me, you have to practice practice what you preach in that regard. You got to lean on other people. You got to you got to let them speak truth into your life. Jess was trying to speak truth to me, but I stonewalled it. <laughs> like, I don't, like I don't want to hear this. It's time to go to bed. You know. And that at that point, my pride had kicked in and everything like that. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for community that is happening at Karis Church. Um, I'm really, really, really seeing lives radically changed by the gospel, and these are people who have been Christians for uh, they've been a Christian for several years, but it's the light switch is coming on. Amen. The light switch Amen. is coming on, and that is God. <laughs> that is God just working in our midst. You know, uh, it's really great. Uh, uh, it's really a great thing to see people willing to admit. Listen, I've got some issues here that I need some help with. But God was careful to remind me last week that you've got to be the lead on that. You've got to be vulnerable enough with the people that I've put in your life strategically because I've been like I've been like stone cold my whole life, DTA. <laughs> you don't, don't don't trust anybody with your emotions. You don't trust anybody with your heart. Oh yeah. Because you just keep getting hurt. Everybody that you trust and you love keeps keeps hurting you. Yeah. And and God has has been graciously over the last ten years, ten to fifteen years, kind of stripping that away from me and allowing me to be vulnerable enough to be hurt. And so vulnerable enough to be taught. Mm. Ooh, that's important. Nah, wait, wait, yeah. <laughs> wait. Vulnerable enough to be hurt and vulnerable enough to be taught. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that incident. My, I'm grateful my. for that conversation. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for Jess, and I'm grateful for Michael and Devin and the the people that God has put in my life who will sharpen me, who will be a safe place for me to be human and broken, yeah. but also say, Chris. <laughs> Dial it back, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think you even told me to go have a drink and go to bed. I did. I told him, man. I told him. I said, man, go pour a glass of some high proof bourbon and go to bed. <laughs> I literally told him that on the phone. Sent me to my room and I told did. me to go to bed. <laughs> I did. I said, man, go pour a glass of heavy bourbon and go to bed. <laughs> I appreciate it. Nah, I appreciate man, it's all love. I mean, you know, I would expect the same thing for me, man. If I was, you know, getting, you know, kind of riled up because of the passion there and whatnot for gospel ministry and different things like that i would expect you to kind of you know do the same thing for me man we in this together ten toes ten toes ten toes michael what say you what is jesus doing in your life this week this week it's thursday what's he doing um i mean it's funny that we're talking about anger because i was there's some points this week where I was very angry, mm-hmm. and and it, and I was angry at everything, like and it was one of those like I was so angry that like you know like the drawer catches your pocket and now you're cussing at the drawer kind of thing. So is this like is this like flesh angry or is this like Jesus flipping tables and Matthew angry? Right. No no no. no, no, no. This was flesh. Angry. This was flesh this angry. Is, okay. This was me being petty in the flesh. And, okay. And, 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 I got you. Um. 
Because there is a righteous anger, which mm-hmm. we will talk about there eventually. Is. This was not it. This was not it. <laughs> I was getting mad over stupid things. Okay. Um, and 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 it was one of those. Uh, he he really put it all together, kind of yesterday. Because um, I was angry at everything for I was at work for the first two days of this week, and I was just pissed off the whole yeah. the whole time. I get it. Um, and it and it wasn't necessarily just because of work. Yeah. It was other things. Combination and, of things. Um, you know, I went to uh, yesterday morning. I got up and uh, had my coffee and kind of hung out a little bit and chatted with my mom and dad. And then I went up to I went up to the library to the quiet. Um, there's a there's a place at North Greenville in the library. The first floor is kind of quiet where you can chat with each other. Real, real soft, and then see my spot in North Greenville was where the waterfall is. That's a good spot too. I, um, I did a lot of homework assignments in that room. Yeah, my so uh, this is off topic just a little bit, but my spot was always my spot's always the uh, the the standalone chapel. Yeah, the, the prayer chapel. I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm telling you, next time you're having a rough day, go where the waterfall is because you can ride on the little the mm-hmm. concrete there. You can sit down, bro. I spent many a days in there, man. Yeah, good well, spot. I found a I found a new spot um, because the second floor is a is a uh, silent zone. It's a no talking. Uh, they have little cubicles, and then there's a there's a, a room off to the side that's just for, and it's really cool because it's specifically for Christian studies majors okay that's awesome um and it's got a whole a whole shelf of references and stuff in there for you to use that's awesome. um but it's it's just tables and chairs there's no talking there's no um like if you want to study with each other you have to leave the room kind of thing it's just there for you to kind of be quiet and and sit and do your work and and all that kind of stuff and and i uh um i was sitting there i had my headphones on and and i was just doing work and um, it kind of became very apparent that uh, when I was writing one of my essays that uh, I hadn't been spending as much time with the Lord as I should. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that. And, uh, um, you know, mm-hmm. he made it very apparent that um, all I had to do was, you know, one prayer. One prayer. Would have done it. And, mm-hmm. and. You know, it was it was one of those. It was very humbling because I went from a hundred. I hate everything. I'm pissed off at the door because it doesn't open fast enough. To that's okay. I can I can do this. I can you know I can let everything go and and, and mm. not have to worry about it. Amen. And, um, you know, and it was just it was a very humbling, very needed four hours in the library um but you know he's he's teaching me that um even though because uh for my classes i'm i'm reading you know three or four books all week Uh and and one of those is my study bible Um, but he you know he's teaching me the hard way that i can't just read it for study purposes so I have been study learn, Bible. Bro. Shout out to Sarah for all the study Bible Absolutely. she scored for Karis Church. It's amazing. A, it's Thank a, you, Sarah. Dope study Bible. Thank you, very baby. Good, very good study Bible. She scored those for, for the <laughs> church. Like 
for free yeah. except shipping <laughs> we're talking y'all, about, fit, y'all fit the bill for that thank you so much that's yeah, man, gonna be a great Sarah. resource for a lot of people she, that's she, awesome. and she did that because she deeply loves Kara's church man she she believes yeah. Kara's church bro that's awesome well we love her and love <clears> you, <throat> so. absolutely. thank you Sarah for that love my bride for that alright yeah it was just one of those things where you know he's and, and we've had a conversation about it before of where I have to you know even though I don't have time necessarily to sit down and read for my own pleasures and and read just to read Mm -hmm. i have to find allow god to speak to me through the reading that i'm doing for my studying Mm -hmm. Um, very good nothing wrong with that like you're 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 studying for ministry so Mm -hmm. a lot of your focus is going to be geared towards attaining Mm -hmm. that degree Mm -hmm. and it can become more scholastic than spiritual for a lot of people if you let it i was that guy for a long time man Um, i remember when i first learned how to exegete oh my gosh i had to be unbearable to be around and i'm I'm so sorry to the people that were (laughs) around me i'm so so, sorry it's it's a natural tendency because knowledge puffs up paul talks paul talks about that and so when you're when you're gaining all this knowledge if you're not careful if you're not letting god or, you know, working towards God, working that in your heart yeah. for spiritual growth, growing in grace and knowledge, yeah. you become puffed up and proud. Yeah. Um, which Paul talked a lot about in First Corinthians. But yeah. um, some of the best years and formative years of my life spiritually were directly related to the deep theological studies of a master of divinity degree. Now, Ooh. I had some good people in my life, Alex Early and John David are two that would come to mind very quickly, who would have we we would all the things that we were studying and chewing on, we would have separate conversations about mm-hmm. that, you know, Alex and I would go to Taco Mac and eat tacos and drink a beer and talk about everything that we were Bro, studying. Oh, there's a Taco and, Mac at Spartanburg. Just saying. <laughs> such a good place. Such to a eat. good place to on the um, east side. And, and uh, we'd have phone conversations and, you know, all the things that we were studying. So I was really grateful for that time and, and certain people that God put in my life to to kind of safeguard me from the tendency. It, it is the natural tendency. It is. And if you're not careful, it becomes more scholastic than spiritual, and yeah. that's never the intention. Mm-mm. When you look at some of the very deep theological truths that Paul is hammering out, especially in Romans, I mean, he just, at uh, 1 Corinthians, I mean, he just breaks into doxology because true, true, yeah. all, all that deep theological truth is, is, is meant to push you towards worship. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, be on guard about that for sure. Yeah, but don't, good, there's no shame in all the study that you're doing because you don't have ample time to do reading quote unquote for yourself well, the study is for yourself the too. study is for it, yourself it is. because that's i mean you're it's you're, really a heart posture exactly exactly it's how you're approaching it. yeah yeah the old heads used to have a saying back in, you know when i was growing up in church they used to say um and i know what they meant by it but they used to say uh, sometimes you can be so heavily minded that you're no earthly good Mm-hmm. And it's just this idea, you know, yeah. like man, that you, you you're getting so deep into the word that your your response to it is one of no one can speak with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 so um, scholarly 
that you've missed application. Mm-hmm. I actually was having this conversation today with someone online, a buddy of mine I was speaking with, and I was telling him, man, like, especially us being reformed guys, like, yeah. you know, for us to have, you know, the most biblical theology, in my opinion, and to have these doctrines of grace and reformed theology, for, for us to have sound theology, love the doctrines of grace, but be some of the most ungracious, yeah. unkind people is what beyond me. What the hell is me. that about? Like, at what point does... <laughs> like at Can what I point, just say that? Like, it's true, though, man, but it's like, you know, at what point does sound biblical theology impact who you are as a person and how you treat people? Exactly. So, I feel that. Um, so for me, uh, man, what God, what Jesus has been doing in my life this week is teaching me how to hear him. Um, that has been a theme for me this week. Okay. Like, I feel like the Holy Spirit has been really getting a hold of me, having a more listening ear spiritually. Um because a lot of times it'll be in situations where maybe like I'm spatting with Sarah and I know I need to just say sorry. And I know that the Holy Spirit is telling me, but I just won't listen. Mm-hmm. And there's just been moments where like or, or moments where I'm just um, I'm decompressing from a long day. I'm glued to my phone. I'm kind of doing my own thing. I'm in my own zone and I've kind of just neglected everyone around me. And the Holy Spirit is really just teaching me to hear him and listen when he's telling me something. Mm -hmm. And I've been feeling that multiple times this week where it's just like the Holy Spirit is telling me, tell your bride you love her. Mm -hmm. Stop what you're doing. I know you're busy. I know you're trying to decompress. Tell her you love her. And I just need to listen and do that. Mm -hmm. Or um, reading. Like while I was working this week, I I just felt it on my heart, the Holy Spirit leading me to, you know, Man, you need to. I know what you do your reading for your study and for a sermon prep, for you know small groups, for a podcast. But I want you to. I want you to spend more time reading the Bible, even if it's just on your phone. Yeah. Instead of clicking on the social media app. Correct. Yeah. And so this week, that's what I've been doing intentionally. Right now, I'm actually reading through Philippians for just my own personal growth. Mm-hmm. And it's been so refreshing because I realized how much time I actually do have to read. Because on this same phone that I can click and scroll through Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I can also click on my Logos app on my phone mm-hmm. and read. Mm-hmm. And so those are some of the things that Jesus has been really just kind of pressing in my heart this week, man. I just need to hear him more. I think I think um, a lot of times as us, you know, being reformed guys, we love theology and all the things, uh, sound theology and whatnot, that we neglect the ministry of the Holy Spirit and him. And being able to, I think that we need to, we need to focus more on being able to hear from the Holy Spirit. Like, mm-hmm. and being able to recognize when the Holy Spirit is prompting us to do something, you know, and just having an ear sure. to hear. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that Jesus has been doing in me this week, man. Just really just giving me an ear to hear. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's important. You talked about 
being angry mm-hmm. at look at uh, North Greenville, um, and I think we all battle that sometimes in, in various ways. We all have things that anger us. Yes. You know, um, did did God speak to you in terms of where the source of that anger was, or has He revealed um, that to you, or? It was more of, you know, I, you know, he, he really, really kind of cleared that up, and this is going to sound super cliche, um, but he really kind of cleared that up, uh, you know, a couple years ago whenever um, I was, I was really broken, like, early last year, um, and I kind of hit rock bottom, and I was angry at everything, and, you know, they always say there's a, they're always going to tell you that there's five stages of grief, but I truly believe there's two. Um, there's sadness and bereavement. Well, technically three. There's sadness and bereavement, there's anger, and there's acceptance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I spent a very long time in anger, mm-hmm. and it was all I ever knew. Yeah. Um, and, and when I was in the Marine Corps, it was just reinforced because mm-hmm. um, uh, I I – don't know if I still have it, but I used to have a cup that says anger hang, ang- anger keeps me warm. <laughs> <laughs> or like Rage Against the Machine, it says anger is a gift. That's one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> anger is a gift. Um, the and, right anger and, is. And like, uh, you know, um, one of, one of the, the, the real sources of it was I never truly processed um, what happened. Yeah. And and I never truly got through and accepted it, um, and and so I was angry for a very long time, and I got used to it because the culture that I was in said it was okay, said it was what I needed to be. Right. You know. Um, it's a really dangerous place to be <coughs> for unresolved anger to be normal. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Wow, it's wow, it's wow, a really wow, wow. dangerous place to be mentally and spiritually, mm-hmm. and that's 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 one of and the I've reasons. And I've been there. It's one of the reasons why I got out is because that culture was just, mm-hmm. it was not where God wanted me. <coughs> um, you know, uh, at the start of it, I was called to go because He had given me a a heart for missions, and and that was. Um, one of the easiest ways for me to do missions because I you know I got to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I met people from around the world. They became family. I went all the way around the world. I went all these places, and um, you know, along the way, <coughs> the, the flesh kind of took over, and um, you know, the the demons came, and um, mm-hmm. it was just it They'll went really it went really bad, really fast um, mm-hmm. down the down the rabbit hole, so to speak, and. Mm-hmm. Um, there are parts of me that still deal with that sometimes. Sure. And that's Well, and again, if you don't fully have it resolved from a gospel perspective, mm-hmm. um, that anger might be tempered, but it never goes away, and yeah. it, will, it will resurface at all the wrong times. Yep, and it'll 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 do more damage to you mm-hmm. than I mean, you know. Well, it it'll it'll stunt your spiritual growth. It'll, it'll stunt the the gospel continuing to take root in your life, and Man. and I say all that to say because I was having wow. a conversation with someone the other day wow, wow, about wow. anger. Someone uh, that this person loved very deeply, 
uh, was dealing with some anger and, you know, and I just reassured this person that I've been there, you know, mm-hmm. and I've, I've been in, in a, I didn't realize even as an ordained minister who was working on a Christian studies degree at North Greenville University, how angry I was until it finally hit me like a tidal wave in the parking lot of a restaurant on a random weekday where I was meeting people for lunch. And I got a phone call that was related to a person who had abused me as a child. And I had thought, I thought that I had dealt with it and I hadn't dealt with it. And it resurfaced and it hit me. I mean, it hit me like a John Jones elbow, like wow. Mike Tyson uppercut hit me. <clears throat> and I realized I didn't even get through that lunch with these people. I had to leave and I had to go to my parents' house mm. and I had to talk to them about what I was dealing with. At that moment, God began to take their anger away. I went to the, the person who was in prison at the time. And I look him dead in his eye, and I said, I forgive you, and I love you. And that was just a picture of the gospel. And at that moment, the anger went away. Mm-hmm. Because my anger was rooted in sin that was committed against me. Right. Some people's anger is rooted in situation or circumstances out of their control that they don't understand. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like God taking a person that we love. Mm-hmm. And we have no answers, and we're extremely confused, and we're extremely angry. Mm-hmm. Now, all of that anger I thought I had dealt with, and it was gone until 2014. Wow, wow. When everything, and it resurfaced again in a major, major, major way. And, and I told this person the other day uh, that was texting me that the only emotion I felt during that time was anger. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this because the Bible has some things to say about anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sol- Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, right? He's the wisest person ever lived outside of Jesus, what well, Scripture says anyway. He's so wise, <laughs> you know. And uh, it, I always find it funny that someone who could be so wise still do stupid things. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he did some stupid things. <laughs> But here's what Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry. Mm. For anger lodges in the heart of fools. Mm. Now, what does scripture tell us about fools? They don't fear God. They don't know God. They don't love God. So, part of our anger is rooted in the i think i think it's rooted in a couple of things one of them is we don't fully trust god Hmm. and when things happen that we can't explain and we don't understand and that's what happened to me in 2014 Mm -hmm. like i don't understand what's happening i don't understand why this would happen like there's no good that can come from this there's no and when i'm talking about 2014 and we've done that we've done a podcast that that was when the beginning of my divorce Mm -hmm. when some things surfaced and i was beyond angry 
And over time, I had to understand that God was good no matter what. And so I think that part of our anger is rooted in the fact that we don't fully trust God, number one. Mm. Um, and, 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 and number two, uh, I think that our anger is rooted in the fact that we don't we want to be in control mm. mm-hmm. we we want to have our say and and when things happen that are out of our control it it spirals us into anger so true especially for men like we have this so tendency true. to get angry about things that we can't control and very true and so so those were some things that and i say that just from personal experience i think Mm -hmm. there's other things that cause anger to lodge in the heart of fools but i can look back on the way that i responded to things that happened to me in 2014 and and say you were foolish Mm. wow you were being foolish now sometimes our anger is justified and god was significantly bigger than my anger yeah God was dealing with me. I remember when Austin was a teenager, um, and he was wayward, and he was—he just seemed angry all the time, and I didn't understand why he was so angry all the time. Um, but but he was, and he was working through things on his own. I mean, teenage hormones do really weird things to people. <laughs> I'm not ready, bro. Not you got ready. a trifold. You know what I'm saying? Mm, you gonna have ready. three teenagers at one time? Just thank God not one of them's a girl. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, they all boys, so they can get to people's elbow. <laughs> but I remember asking Austin, what are you so angry about? But I had to deal with him patiently and firmly, yet gently as a father. And, and I look back over my, my, my seasons of anger and, and realize how, how loving and patient my father was with me in those seasons and in those times where he was so much bigger than my anger. I mean, you think about the parable of the prodigal son. I would say that that is a parable of two sons, mm-hmm. right? And Tim Keller does a great job of hashing that out in his book, Prodigal God. I got it on the shelf. Um, <laughs> but when the, when the younger son came home, and everyone is celebrating, and the father especially puts the robe on and puts the ring on and welcomes him back into the family, which me- which means by definition you're welcomed by the community now, mm. like as if this sin never happened, which is a beautiful picture of the gospel. What's yes. the older son doing? Wait, that's on the that's on our calendar, by the way. Okay, what's to what's do the that older episode. son doing? Mm. He's pissed off. Mm-hmm. He's hot. Scripture says he's angry. He's outside mm. sulking. And I remember, you know, what God told Cain in Genesis four. When they both when, when Cain and Abel brought offerings to the Lord, and scripture says that God accepted Abel's offering but not Cain's. We're not explicitly told why. But when we look through the whole of the scriptures, we can see that that sacrifice and, and offering is, has more to do with the heart and obedience than anything, your posture towards the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So when we look at that, we can say, well, maybe Cain's heart was not in the right place. Maybe he was going through religious motion. Mm-hmm. 
thinking that he could earn God's favor, whereas Abel's offering was just an act of devotion and love to God. Mm. That's, that's where I sit on that. Mm-hmm. But here's what God, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? Mm. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, here's what he told Cain. Sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. So when we flip from Genesis 4 to Ephesians 4, Paul says in Ephesians 4, be angry and do, do not, not sin. sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. The devil loves your anger. Loves it. Because he'll use it to manipulate and to, and to cause you to trip and to stumble and to sin because he will convince you and your flesh will convince you that your anger is justified when it's completely not justified. Think about Jonah. In Jonah chapter 4, mm. when God had to ask Jonah, this rogue prophet. That man did not want to go to Nineveh at He all. didn't go to Nineveh, but <laughs> even when he went to Nineveh and he proclaimed the message, he preached a sermon that was five words. Could you imagine me getting up on, at Kara's Sunday morning and just saying five words and walking away? You know, one day the Holy Spirit might give you a word and just say, now you pray for the rest of the service. <laughs> this book in the Hebrew Preached a message that was five words, and Scripture says that God saved over 100,000 people. And Jonah was still mad. <laughs> and, and Jonah preached this message, goes and sits up on a mountaintop, and is just waiting for God to destroy this city. Mm. And God didn't destroy the city. Revival broke out. And the question from God to Jonah was, Jonah, do you do well to be angry? Mm. Uh, Is your anger justified? And the answer is obviously no. It's obviously no. And I think that most, and when I look back, and I'm going to speak just from personal experience, I think that some of my anger was justified. It's okay to be angry. It says be angry and do not sin. And do not sin. Right. It doesn't say do it's, not be angry. It just says be right. angry and do not sin. Right. It's okay to be angry at abuse. Yes. It's okay to be angry at unfaithfulness and divorce. Mm-hmm. Come on. But one of the things that God taught me in all of that, and, and I'm really, really, really grateful for the ministry of Mark Driscoll in this. He wrote a great book. If you've never read it, you need to read it. It's called Death by Love. And um, in that he, he's writing letters to different people. And he'll write, he writes a letter like Paul, that Paul wrote letters to the churches of Paul. So Driscoll is writing letters, and these are real-life examples where he changes the names. But he's writing a letter to a victim of, 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 of abuse who is angry and tells them that, Christ is their expiation and propitiation, but he is the propitiation for the abuser. When you approach all of these different scenarios in our lives that cause us anger, 
where the anger initially might be justified, but it, it ends up being misguided and unjustified. When we approach it from a gospel perspective, we understand that first of all, God is, is in control and he is good and his goodness does not change in spite of our circumstance. And that ultimately he has our good and his glory in, in mind. That's, that's what God is after. Mm -hmm. He's after his glory in our lives and our good. And if he's after his glory and our good, the question, the same question that he had for Jonah that he would have for Chris is, do you do well to be angry? Mm. And I had to, and I had to sit on that and I had to chew on it. And, and those are two very distinct. Listen, I've, you know, right before the, the stuff hit the fan and, and, uh, I knew my marriage was in trouble and possibly coming to an end just too much prior to that, I found out that one of my elders was embezzling money from my church. And I was hurt, but my hurt turned into anger. Mm. And, and God had to deal with me on that. And I remember having a conversation with my friend, John David Mangrum, who at the time was at Origin Church in Greenville. And uh, I remember exactly where I was standing when I had that conversation on the phone with him. And he called me Hall. He didn't call me Chris Hall. He, everybody, everybody that calls me Chris Hall or Hall, they don't call me Chris. But he, he said, Chris. He said, he said Hall. He said, I know what you're feeling, and I know that you're angry. But I also know you, and I know your heart. And you're going to want to sweep this under the rug and not deal with it. But you have to deal with it. But you got to deal with it biblically and in a gospel way, not in your anger. Yeah, there, there's a quote by William Shakespeare. <clears throat> it says, "Heat not a furnace for your foe so hot that it do send yourself." Mm. Um, and it's that idea that man, you can get so, so angry to a fault. Well, you think about how just the average person in America now, how angry they are. Angry. It's, it's I mean, we got culture. people that are literally, like, literally angry mm -hmm. that taylor swift goes to a football game i mean are you out of your freaking mind it is annoying <laughs> it is annoying but i'm not angry not about angry, it though. i mean no, it angry. is what it is yeah i'm not angry yeah. you're about to see a lot of we'll see, we're, we're about to see a lot of angry people in the coming months Woo! it's about to get nasty oh. out there <laughs> nasty as election gets closer upon us uh. Yeah, not you know, nasty, so, nasty. Man, I, I love I love this conversation, and I kind of want to uh, shift gears a little bit because you said something there that that really stuck out to me. You mentioned the idea of stunning your spiritual growth. Um, I kind of want you to expound on that a little bit because I, I don't know that really just that stuck with me when you mentioned that, like. We don't think about that enough, like things uh -huh. that we do in our life or things that, you know, mm -hmm. we turn a blind eye to in our own life that can stun our spiritual growth. Well, usually what's at the heart of our anger is self. Something is things aren't going my way. Things aren't going the way I planned them. Mm -hmm. I feel somewhat entitled to things that I don't have. Um, I'm, I'm not fully trusting God in all of this. People are getting on my nerves. Um, I mean, on and on and on this goes. But at the ultimately, at the center of all of that anger, usually is self, which is the opposite of the gospel. <laughs> mm. I mean, Come so on. for 
for me to, as a Christian, to endure hardship focused on self more than Savior is going to cause anger. Man. Mm. If, I, if I'm focused more on self and what I feel like I'm entitled to and the things that I feel like should be going right for me, and then we start playing the, the comparison game. Well, why was that person, why was I abused and not that person? Why did I get passed over for that promotion? Why did why did this person that I loved pass away, but everybody else still has this person in their it, life? It, it can become a character trait. It can become a character trait, and and we live in a culture that fans the flames of anger. So it's a weird flex too. So weird it is flex. a weird flex. I mean, at the end of the day, the only person whose whose anger is always justified is God, and we see over six hundred times my. in Scripture that God is angry. Come on, and what God is angry about is sin. And, and and if we're not careful, our anger can become so sinful for us, and it can create in us this root of bitterness that the writer of Hebrews talks about, that that we can be so, so angry and bitter that we have no joy and we have no forgiveness. When, when I forgave the person who abused me, the anger went away. Same thing with God towards us. God's disposition towards us is that we are children of wrath outside of Jesus. Mm. His anger is on, justified Doc. towards me. You better preach, bro. As a as a as a child of wrath. Come on. But when I become a child of God because I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the anger goes away. Come on. Because he forgave me. We're no longer enemies. We're no longer enemies. I'm not an enemy of God anymore. I was. So I don't. I don't think that the problem, Chris, is a lot of people don't view themselves as ever ever once being an enemy of God. Yes, it, but you the, have to see yourself that way. On the other side of grace, you were God's enemy. That's what Romans tells us. Yeah, to completely understand the gospel and appreciate and appreciate all that the gospel affords us, you have to understand. And by the way, God didn't start that war. We did, yeah. <laughs> free will started that war. Yeah, it did. Ooh, if, if, so come on, chew on your free will and sleep well tonight. If we don't understand, <laughs> if we don't understand our original disposition towards God, we can't appreciate the new disposition that we have with God in Christ. Correct. Um, That's a good word. Because what a lot of people hear is that God loves you. You're a child of God. And they don't even know Jesus. No. And that's what a lot of people hear. A lot of people hear God, you're a child of God before they hear, believe the gospel, repent. Mm -hmm. Well, again, not all anger is sinful. No, not at all. But right. it can turn to sin very quickly. Quickly. Untamed. If it's unchecked. When you don't have a, when you're not, when you don't allow the Holy Spirit to do the work that the Holy Spirit does. Unchecked, untamed anger can turn into sin very fast. Right. Regardless of if you were done wrong and have the right to be angry. Well, again, when, when, when Scripture talks about God being our Father, right? That's you know, J.I. Packer says that that is that Father is the Christian name for God. Mm -hmm. I, rem, I when you're raising and rearing your children, you're going to make decisions as a parent 
that is ultimately that is ultimately for the benefit and the good of the child. But they're not going to like it. They're not going to understand it, and they're going to get angry about it. They're going to be angry. And the father's disposition towards the child doesn't change. You Amen. can be angry, but you need to understand that in the grand scheme of things, you need to trust me. I know what I'm doing. I know you better than you know yourself. I know the dangers. I see the dangers that you don't see. I know the pitfalls that you don't know. And you need to trust me. Same thing with God. Yeah. Is that ultimately... That anger is sometimes rooted in a distrust of God when things go wrong. Because it's really easy to trust God when everything's going right. And everything's going according to plan. It's easy to trust God. But when that gets wrecked, the the immediate reaction for me was God has forsaken me. Man, that's, that's a word, Chris. It's a word, bro. He's a, he's abandoned me. When 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 everything hitting right, when the money coming in all right, yeah. marriage is good, marriage is popping, everybody's healthy, nobody's sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're gonna praise His holy name. Yeah, we're gonna go to church. The moment that gets disrupted, anger kicks anger. in. The mm-hmm. why gods come out. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think is a, is is a lack of trust in what God is doing in our lives. It's, it's a lack of understanding of how God uses hardship and suffering to shape us and to mold us into the image of his son who endured suffering on our behalf. He endured suffering on our behalf. And because he endured suffering on our behalf, we have to know him in his suffering. Mm. We do, man. And man, Paul on. talks about it in Philippians, man. Of course. I mean, even Jesus said, share God, why have you forsaken me? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Jesus, the great high priest, the, the, the writer of Hebrews talks about that can empathize with us in our weakness, mm. was tempted in every way that we were, yet remained sin- sinless. And so he understood what it was like to live in a fallen world. Yes. To be abandoned, to be forsaken, to be mocked, to be ridiculed, to be falsely accused, to hurt, to feel pain, to bleed, and to ultimately die. And we, we somehow look at that and celebrate it and sing songs rejoicing about it, but somehow still expect a life of comfort and ease without pain, without mm. sorrow, without death, without yeah. suffering, without hardship, without trial. And those are the very things that God uses to create a new Christ-likeness. Yeah, mm. man. That's why, you know. And when it sets in, we get angry. That's why we need to we need to spend more time singing "Though You Slay Me." I will. Though you slay me, <laughs> yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Though you slay me, bang your shame and shame. Yeah, man. Their version, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that when we talk you talk about spiritual growth earlier, you know, a sign of spiritual growth is still being able to worship, follow Jesus in the midst of. You know, being angry, like mm-hmm. something upsets you, cause anger or triggers some anger in you. How you respond speaks a lot of where you are spiritually. It does. You're, you know, I was always taught growing up that actions speak louder than words. But I think reactions speak louder than actions and words because Ooh. reactions are generally speaking <laughs> my, my, who my, you my, really my. are, but underneath the surface. And how you react to certain situations um, really tells on your heart 
the moment we feel disrespected as men, how do we react? Mm. Well, generally speaking, we react in a negative way because we idolize respect. Come on, bro. Um, when we, when 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 our security and our comfort gets uh, disrupted, how do we react? Well, generally speaking, we react in in in, uh, in anger because we idolize security and comfort. So I think that a lot of times our anger is rooted in our idols. Ooh, bro, come on. And I'm going to tell bro. you, God will crush them idols and take them away from you. I mean, you think about when Moses in Exodus 32, when he came down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments, that God, that Scripture tells us God wrote with his finger. Bro. That's the only thing that got me through Hebrews in seminary because God wrote this language. When I was studying Hebrew, I was like, this language is stupid. Oh, wait, God wrote with his own finger this language. So I got to stop. Moses comes down and sees that, that the Israelites mm. were prancing around an idol mm. that they had fashioned with their hands. And they were giving this idol credit and glory for the things that God did in their lives. Mm. And Moses was angry, and he was and he threw the tablets down, and he went smashed. off. He smashed the idol. He burned it up. He turned it into ash. He mixed it with water and said, drink this. Because idols are good for nothing than to be ingested, mm. digested, and expelled from your body because that's what idols are. That's mm. what they're good for. They're trash. But I think that so many times our anger is rooted in idols. Wow. If you mm. idolize acceptance and you feel like you're not accepted, you get angry. Wow. If you idolize money and you don't have it, you get angry. If you mm. idolize security and comfort and you don't have it, you get angry. If you idolize a relationship and it gets taken from you, you get angry. There's so many different ways. I think that most of our, most of our anger, anger is rooted in idolatry. I really do. Wow. Mm-mm. That was so good. Wow. Man. <clears throat> I don't know where all this is coming from. Maybe I'm more angry than I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, was de- this was not planned. <laughs> Maybe I'm so pissed off I don't even know. This it. was not planned to talk about anger, but clearly this is something the Holy Spirit brought out of yeah. um, these two Well, I've been dealing with it. You know, um, you know, I see it on a daily basis, and I see it mostly from lost people. But... Um, I see it a lot in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about the average person that walks into church on Sunday morning angry. You know what I mean? And they're so angry because their focus is on their situation and their circumstance and the things that they don't have or the things that have been taken away from them that they can't even truly worship God in spirit and truth because they're more focused on their idols and the things that they don't have. Mm-hmm. They're they're not thinking about their blessings. They're thinking about the things that they don't have. Oh, come on! So they can't truly worship God with joy, with true joy in their hearts. Thinking about, and that's why one of the questions on the on on the questions that we got our community groups is about how has God blessed you? That needs to be at the forefront of your thinking. Mm. 
Because we had that conversation with people who are deeply struggling right now. They're in a they're in a time in their lives where they are struggling, and and they were we're talking about that and we're talking about their anger, but the but the point got brought up. You're still blessed. You're still blessed. Don't 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 let your soul and your heart be robbed of your blessings because you're so focused on your the things that you don't have, the things that you think you deserve. Wow. Hmm. That's what God has over the years taught me about anger. Wow. You know, mm. It doesn't good, mean that bro. I don't struggle with it. I about went off on some people today at work. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh my gosh. So <clears throat> So Chris, what what would be the gospel response to someone that struggles with a lot of anger in their heart. What is the gospel? <clears throat> what is the gospel taking root in the life of a believer that is battling with a lot of anger? What does that look like? Well, I think that we need to understand God's disposition towards us as sinners. Um, the fact that we have the cross is evidence of God's anger. Um, that. When Scripture on four different occasions throughout the New Testament uses the Greek word helasterion or helasmos, it, it means that 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 Christ was the wrath absorber, that he took the wrath of God. So God was angry with me, but that was propitiated or pacified or absorbed, satisfied on the cross for me. So... Um, when I understand that and understand that God forgave me even though I was a child of wrath and I was an enemy of God and because of his grace and his disposition towards me and his son Jesus I went from being a child of wrath and an enemy of God to being a son or a daughter of God reconciled to him the gospel affords us reconciliation and there's so many different things in our lives that cause us anger and heartache and and and, and things like that that we need to understand that most of the time our anger isn't justified i'm not god mm. i'm not in control i don't run this mm. sometimes my anger might be justified but my actions because of that anger aren't that's why ephesians 4 tells us to be angry and do not sin that's why god warned cain sin is crouching at your door why are you angry and why is your face fallen how many people go through life every day with their face falling because they're just pissed off and angry at everything. Wow. They ultimately don't believe in the sovereignty and the goodness of God in all things. Mm. And that's wow. one thing that the gospel brings to light for us is that God is my father, that God ultimately knows best, and that he is in control, and that his goodness and his love doesn't change with my circumstance. Hmm. And that some of the things that are causing me anger in my life are the very things that he is using to discipline me for holiness. And if we approach life that way, in terms of, in, instead of being angry and, and in a reactionary way, focusing on what God is teaching me in this, and I may not have this, but at least I have God. Mm. 
And because I have God, Scripture tells me I am more than a conqueror in Him, and that nothing can separate me from the love of God that is expressed to me in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul says in Romans 8. So if nothing can separate me from the love of God, what do I have to be pissed off about? Wow. What do I have to be angry about? At the end of the day, if, if nothing that happens to me in this life can separate me from the eternal love of God and the affection of God, creator and father of the universe, set upon me in his son Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world, what do I have to be angry about? Let's leave anger to the business of God. Whoa. Instead, wow. of, instead of Chris Hall. Ooh, come on. Is that fair? So good. So Is that good. fair? So good, bro. I mean, we get, we get so bent out of shape because somebody cut us off in traffic. Bro. And let it derail us for the rest of the day. Or somebody came at me sideways at work. Or my wife snipped at me when I got home. Or I snipped at her when I got home, and now we're just we're in this explosive argument, and where we're arguing about things thirty minutes later that have nothing to do with the original argument to begin with, which means both of us have some unresolved anger that we need to deal with. Mm. Which means that again, we're not fully trusting God. We somewhat feel entitled. We're not focusing on the blessings of God, and we've probably got some heart idols that we haven't dealt with yet. Mm. Wow, come on, because one of the things. You guys know me. You know me well. Mm. If I feel disrespected or if someone puts words in my mouth, I will get angry quick. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the average person, I probably think I'm a little bit smarter than you. <laughs> and you don't get to get try to crawl inside this brain and put words in my mouth. You don't know me. You don't know me like that. And it causes me to get angry, and i got to check myself on that all the time. Mm-hmm. you know. Because at the end of the day, is it really worth getting that angry about? Mm-hmm. Wow. The question that God asked Jonah was on a much deeper level in that moment. But we have to allow ourselves to be questioned by God and other godly Christians. Do you do well to be angry? Is this anger justified? Okay, if it is... Cool. How do we deal with it? Because it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to stay angry. Correct. Mm, come on. Jesus got angry. He didn't stay angry. He didn't stay angry. Mm. The Apostle Paul got, I guarantee you, he got angry at the church in Corinth. Yeah. One of the attributes of God is not anger, but he got angry. But he's right. not, his, when we describe God, we don't describe a God that's just no, angry. Scripture says God is love. But sometimes love will can be expressed in anger. Mm-hmm. That's right. Again, from a father to a child, when your child is rebellious and disobedient or, or running headstrong into, into, into danger, it can cause you anger as a father. Because I know better for you. God knows better for us. And so when we put ourselves into the position of child to father God... We have to fully trust that we're ultimately in his hands and that he is good and that he is in control and that he knows what's best for us. And scripture promises us and tells us that nothing will separate us from his love, that all things work together for our good, for those who love God and were called according to his purpose. And if we trust those things, we're not going to be so angry over minor things. Mm. And we're going to, we're going to, Continually search our heart. David 
ask God to search his heart. Mm. Creating me a new heart. Continuously working in my heart to check my heart of idols, to rid my heart of idols so that I'm not so easily angered when those idols get exposed. Mm. Wow, so good, man. Very good. <clears throat> wow, fellas, this, that was... Oh, no, bro. Man, stand alone. You don't know what you're going to get. this came off the cuff. I don't know. It is. No hopefully, notes, y'all. Hopefully, this will bless someone. Yes. Um, again, I think we all deal with anger in we different do. ways. And I tell you what, man. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of stuff for me to think about. I, I will say, man, it... it it's a lot of angry people out there. I I was I was very angry for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to God and His sovereignty bringing me my beautiful, lovely bride Sarah, and God allowing me to cross paths with Pastor Chris and um, having Karis Church in my life, man, I was very angry um, dealing with just. I was just dealing with all the hurt from going through a divorce. I was dealing with um, just feeling like people that watched me grow up as a Christian in the church kind of dropped me like a bad habit because I was going through a divorce. I was angry for a long time, man. Like the very people that I did ministry with, the very people that watched me grow from being a born again, brand new Christian to developing in ministry, I felt like I was dropped like a bad habit because, yeah, you know, I was going through a divorce. Right. I felt like I had committed the unpardonable sin. Well, I think some of that anger was justified towards Christian people who were treating you that way. And it was people that I expected to lock arms with me because I had been doing life with them for years. And to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice and to bear one of those burdens. And the church isn't practicing that because they're shunning you because they're they're treating you like Job's friends and saying, well, this is happening because of some sin in your life. Like, I mean, let let some of them tell it, you know, I disqualified myself, disqualified myself from ministry because of what I went through. Right. If you want to be a good friend, sometimes you just need to shut up and weep with them. Hmm. <laughs> we don't on. do a good job sometimes that, in, if you in order to be a good godly friend, shut up. Mm. Stop talking. And sit. Job's friends got it right when they sat in silence with him in sackcloth and ashes for seven days while Job wept. Sometimes the best sermon you can preach to your friends that are going through a hard season is the sermon of just being silent and listening. Just be silent. You ain't got to try to answer. You ain't got to try to answer all these questions and offer all this um, mind blowing insight into what God is trying to do. I had to tell a couple a couple of weeks ago. I have no idea what God is up to. But I'm here for you. Come on. I'm not going to try to speak for God here. But I'll hurt with you. I'll pray for you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to be in the trenches with you. But you don't have to always offer this mind-blowing insight to, to what God, what you think God is up to. Sometimes you just need to sit in silence and hurt with people. Very true. 
And I will say, man, I'm very thankful that God gave me the bride he did because Sarah really kind of, she kind of checked me on a lot of my anger, man. And God has used her to really set me free from a lot of the anger I had um, <coughs> because I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not quick to anger like I used to be. I used to very well, very much be a loose cannon. I used to get angry very easily. And I can honestly say by the grace of the God, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and God using my bride as a vessel that I don't get angry the way I used to. I used to get very angry very easily. Um, and now, honestly, man, I can't remember the last time I was genuinely just so angry, mm. man. I, I, and I don't want to go back to that place, man. Because no, it's not a healthy place it, it to was, be. I didn't like the version of me. Again, I'm not <laughs> saying that all angry. Anger is bad. Yeah, no, not all anger is bad, but I'm just mm. speaking on myself. I know Correct. what it did to me because I had I let it go unchecked and I justified if it's unchecked, it. Unchecked, it'll take you to a bad place. It took me to a very <laughs> bad place, man. And I, a lot of that unchecked anger I had and misdirected anger I had, my bride, man, she dealt with a lot of that in our in our earlier years of being dating and being married. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that I she was so those conversations. Yeah, man. Like, and I'm I'm thankful that she God's was grown you a lot in that. I, bro, I'm telling you, bro. I'm 100%. thankful that God gave me a wife that's long suffering. Yeah. yeah, you know, she saw the worst of me, and now she gets the me that's flourishing. Well, of course, yeah. When when Jess walked in my, into my life, the only thing I felt was anger. That is literally the only thing I felt. I was a savage, bro. And um, I was a savage, and, and, man. You know, I was so angry. It was, it, you know, and it, it's so awesome that Scripture reminds us that it's the it's the patience and the loving kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And you know, when you have good people in your life that that have that disposition towards you in your season or time of anger, yeah. Um, it, it kind of melts away at you. It does. You know, it man. melts your heart. Yeah. And, the, the. Um, you you realize that most of my anger wasn't justified. Certainly, my actions from my anger were mm-hmm. not justified because I was allowing my anger to to lead me down paths of sin. I was I was sinning like nobody's business during that season. Yeah, I can of I course. can say that, man. You know, yeah. I, I was very much in my Kanye season. What Kanye he say? Said Kanye. What Kanye said? The only thing I wish, I wish, I would. wish, would. <laughs> that was me, man. That was my theme song in line <laughs> when I was a bouncer. That was me, man. <laughs> like, I wish would. That that was me, man. You know, <laughs> try me tonight, boy. And I just, you know, <laughs> that was me I was. And and I, I was so, <laughs> you know, I was so wrapped up in my anger that I wore it as a badge of honor, man. I'm just, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I just, it was almost like a badge of honor to me, man. It was like a flex. It well, was you're like, not alone. There's a lot of us that are like that. And there's I'm a just, lot of us walking around like that now. I'm glad that, I'm glad that Jesus wrecked my heart, man. I'm glad for Sarah. I'm glad for you guys. I'm glad for you, Chris. I'm glad for Karis Church. God, it, it took a village of things for God to put in my life. Well, when for you me look to, at you know, the, the contrast, yeah, when you look at the contrast of the the flesh and the spirit in Galatians five, anger is not a gift of the spirit at all. Um, and 
And again, I know that, that Paul was gracious to remind the, the believers in Ephesus to be angry and don't sin. There's, there's going to be things that anger you. That's right. Mm. But you have to check your heart to, number one, to answer the question, do you do well to be angry? Mm-hmm. And, and what are you going to do with this anger? And the best thing that you can do that, with that anger is give it to God. Mm. It's to give it to God. Come on, bro. It's to lay it before him. And, and and you can do that, and, and it's going to take, sometimes it, it takes time um, because we want to hold on to it because we feel so justified in it. Mm. And and the more that we that we pull on that and, and tug on that and not not let go of it, the, the longer it takes for God to work in us the things that he's trying to work in us, which is Christ-likeness and holiness mm. and fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, patience, kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control um you know one of the evidences of the flesh is fits of anger Mm. Mm. that's 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 um, evidence of a life that is walking according to the flesh and not the spirit that's just bible that that's not chris talking that's bible talking and so that's why I say that reactions speak louder than both actions and words. Actions can be premeditated and planned out. Mm-hmm. Reactions are generally speaking who you are. Oh, man, such a word. In, in, the, in the moment. And so, again, if you're dealing with anger, and I have no idea how we got, the, got here. but that's just I have moment. no idea how we got here. Um, <laughs> give it to God. Amen. Just give it to God. And really... Allow the question to be asked, do you do well to be angry? Mm. And if the answer is yes, okay, well, what are you going to do with that? Mm. Are you going to hold on to it? Or are you going to give it to God and say, I trust you in this? My, 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 and my, if my. You, and if you give it to God and, and say, I trust you in this, the anger will go away. Man, and I, you know, on that note, man, I'm going to leave us with a quote from Puritan preacher Thomas Manton. I think it's a good way to close. Thomas Manton once said, nothing makes room for Satan more than wrath. Read that again. Nothing makes room for Satan more than wrath. Um. I hope that you guys were encouraged by this episode. I do apologize that we, you know, we didn't stay on schedule with the series we were in. Um, you know, but I hope that you guys were blessed by this. We're I trust feel, God in it. Yeah. yeah, I believe that the Holy Spirit wanted us to go in this direction. I hope that any of you listening that maybe you're battling with some anger that is just or maybe it's some unchecked anger i pray that this episode encouraged you guys i hope that the gospel and we pray that the gospel would take root in your heart as you battle with the things that make you angry and on that note in the words of our dear brother Devin, who is not here mm. continue to drink your bourbon smoke a good cigar and most importantly Read your Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be buried in the truth. Yeah. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be buried in the truth. Yeah.